you see me again. It's counting on it. Just didn't plan on it being so soon. Of course, now you've got a problem. Big problem. You happen to notice that freighter down there? You know what's on it? About 30 hired guns. All I gotta do is give them the signal, you're surrounded. Welcome to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Deep in the bowels of the frozen ice caverns of Hoth, our hosts, Carl Leclerc and Jason Hunt, discuss all things Star Wars. So join the conversation and hang out here in the Wampa's Lair. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wampus Lair Podcast. This is episode 283, Solo Quick Response. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Carl LeClaire, and I am joined via mobile device as he is driving to Tucson, Arizona. And by Tucson, I mean Phoenix. It's the one and only <laughs> Jason Hunt. Hello. Yes, I'm coming to you live from I-10. Um... <laughs> On my way to Phoenix Comic Fest, where I will be uh, helping to host a panel in two and a half hours on the very movie that we have both just seen. So, uh, that's exciting. It is exciting. I, it's so cool that you get to go like host a panel this morning up there at Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's really cool, really exciting. The, the last, uh, you know, these twenty four hours that I am currently in the middle of are going to be crazy, busy, hectic, and a whole lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, good. I think you should. <laughs> um, but enough about me and my, my commute to Phoenix Comic Fest. Uh, what are we here talking about, Carl? I have no idea what we could be discussing. We are going to talk about uh, The Battle for Endor, the great Ewok film. Of the uh, 1980s. Um, No, of course, (laughs) this is how desperate we are to just get something out quick about this amazing new Star Wars film called Solo. That we obviously had to bring in Jason on on the car phone. So if you are a new listener, welcome. And of course, normally our sound quality is much better, but... As we've said, Jason's in the car on his cell phone. So, but we want to get out something quick. We're going to get a deeper discussion out next week. Um, but I really, really liked this movie. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the one word I would use to describe yeah. this movie. When I, especially when I came out. So, as I said on the last episode, I, I was lucky enough to get to go to an advanced screening a couple days early. Um, and uh, I went with my friend Greg. And it was great. It was a great experience. Um, and I walked out of that movie, and I was like, that was just a lot of fun. That was a good movie. I had a lot of fun. It, that's my kind of just initial response. What about you, Jason? What was your kind of quick take uh, You know, coming away from this? I think you missed my question there, bud. <laughs> and I apologize if, if I go in and out here. Yeah. Um, but what was your... What, my quick take is yeah. this was just... Uh, go ahead. That's what I was waiting for. Hello? Yeah. 
This is this is not boating well, Jason. <laughs> nope. What is your what was your quick take? No, it's not. Okay, uh, my quick take. Um, I had a I had a blast watching this movie. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, an adventure from start to finish. Uh, it was a wild ride, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are some things that like really stood out to you that you really really enjoyed? Anything? In oh particular? man, I like the look of this movie. I like the look and the feel of this movie. Um, seeing the underside of the galaxy, all that fun stuff. Um, I don't know. It, it felt really, you know, I don't know. I, I can't, I haven't come up with the right word yet to describe it, but I like the look and the feel of the movie. Um, I loved the camaraderie uh, and the interaction between Han and Chewie. Um, and then, of course, there was that, that appearance at the end of the movie that kind of, like, you know, was shocking to everybody um so that was pretty cool too yeah um i have to say the thing that i i, I really enjoyed uh, is probably my favorite thing about this movie <laughs> excuse me goodness um is alden alden ehrenreich is amazing as han solo um, yes and you know i i read i read a few brief reviews before I'd seen any of the movie. And then I immediately was like, okay, I got to stop this. I don't want people coloring my opinion. Um, And a lot of the people said, you know, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. It takes a little bit to get its feeding, you know, foot on the ground. Um, It takes a little bit to get used to Alden as Han. I bought him as Han, like the freaking opening seconds of this movie. He just, he is young Han Solo. Um, And, uh, you know, everybody's saying how great Donald Glover was. And I agree. Donald Glover was great, but I knew he would be. We expected that. Alden had the way bigger job of filling way bigger boots. Lando is a side character played by Billy D. Williams, who's like a kind of whatever actor. Let's be honest. He's nothing but Lando. (laughs) Um, So Donald has an easier task. Alden has this massive task of stepping into the boots of a beloved character played by a beloved actor. And in my opinion, he knocks it out of the park. He is the best part of this movie. Yeah, I was really impressed with him. My brother is still trying to get used to him. But I, I like you, I bought into Alden immediately. And I think what really helps uh, some people with that is the interaction between him and Chewie. Because Chewie buys it buys into Han immediately, you know, as Han Solo, which he should. But, you know, I and I I cautioned everybody about this before the movie came out. Alden is playing Han Solo. He's not mimicking Harrison Ford. Yeah. So, and I think he pulled it off beautifully. So, I think so too. You know, he's he's just spot on. And so good. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I mean, like I said, I, I bought it from the opening seconds to the very end. He's, he just personifies the Han Solo character. Yes, he's personifying a kind of a different type of Han, right? He's, he's young. He's very optimistic. Yep. He is borderline like, there's an innocence to him, even though he grows up in you know a very rough situation. But there's there's a you know a very wide eyed innocence to Han at the opening of this film, where 
all he wants is to be out there among the stars. Um, by the way, quick quick thing. What did you think of the uh, opening crawl that's not a crawl? Um, it didn't bother me. You know, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to do it. You know, I it didn't, but it didn't affect me, you know, one way or the other. Uh, they just sort of kept it as an extension of uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, uh, which they kept it in pretty much the same font, I think. So I think that worked in its favor, but it didn't bother me. I, I'd have to see it again. I've only seen it the one time, so uh, I'd like to see it again to really evaluate some of these things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, so obviously I've seen it twice now, um, and uh, it's it's just... I thoroughly enjoyed it both times, and you know, as far as that opening crawl that's not a crawl, I really liked it, actually. Um, I really liked the opening music beats it's really good actually reminds me a lot of rogue one in a way um again i don't think it's like mirrored notes or anything but there's just something about the sound and feel of those opening notes that make me feel like i'm watching rogue one or something um but i really like it i like that we're getting a background um you know and this idea that this is like we've been been told all along as the movie's been in production is it's a movie about crime lords and these crime syndicates and it's just neat getting that brief little bit of background, and then we immediately just spark right into to Han Solo on the screen. Um, and Jason, so I'm obviously very tempted to just start diving into this movie like moment by moment, but we don't have time for that. You're driving, <laughs> so, and we'll obviously do that on next week's episode. Um, so I am trying to keep this more general. Uh, what about the action? Right, this movie has a ton of great action. What did you think yeah. of the action scenes in general? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, I'm actually, I, at one point I was like a little concerned because I, I knew you enjoyed it. You texted me right after you saw it, uh, Tuesday night saying solo is great. Um, but that's all you told me. So I was like, Oh good. I'm glad he enjoyed it. Uh, and then I'm watching it last night. I'm like, wow, I'm impressed that Carl liked it so much because there's a lot of chase scenes in this movie. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, and we all know that you're feeling on chase scenes. Um, but they pulled it off really well. And there, there are a lot of chase scenes. It's, it's a, it's a ride. It's a, it's a roller coaster ride from start to finish. Um, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of fast movement and, um, I, I had fun. I, I honestly, that's that's the thing I really come back to is just I had so much fun watching this movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know I appreciate you pointing that out, Jason. Obviously, we've been doing this long enough for you to know what what's what in Star Wars I love and what in Star Wars isn't my favorite. Um, <laughs> and obviously, chase scenes, chase, and this isn't specific to Star Wars. Chase scenes in movies in general aren't usually my thing. Um, and there's obviously quite a few in this. I mean, we've got the opening chase scene with the speeder. We've yep. got, you know, in a way that, that, that it's kind of like a chase scene on the train. Um, we have the chase scene from Kessel. Like there's, there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of chase scenes. I think the reason I enjoy them so much though, is I, in this movie, um, is I just, I like the character interactions that are occurring during it. Um, they're really fun and fast paced. I don't know. There's, I, I really enjoyed them in a way that I, I don't normally enjoy chase scenes. 
Um, that being said, I felt like a couple of them could have been trimmed a bit. Like they're almost a little too long. So I'm wondering about like with rewatchability as I see this movie more and more, if, if it's going to feel a little bit longer as I'm watching them. That's my only little critique of them okay. is, is I do I do wish some of them were just trimmed a little bit. Um, but overall, I think they're a lot of fun, as you said. I mean, I think that word's going to be coming up a lot. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I agree. But I, the thing that really works for me is the like, and, I, and this is what I wish there were a little bit more of in place of the longer chase scenes is more of the gunfights. Like I love the, the, so. Um, oh, by the way, if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert! Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Probably should have probably should have put that at the beginning. Um, apologies, um, but yes. F- okay, well, let's, luckily we haven't said anything huge yet. So from this point forward, if you've not yet seen Solo, please stop listening and come back because um, we are now going to just you know no hold bars. If if we drop a spoiler, we're not gonna not gonna feel bad. So please, you've been warned. If you haven't seen it and you intend to, maybe wait. <laughs> um, but. Okay, so here we go. The, uh, the and it's also my favorite part of the movie is the Kessel battle as they're they're leaving. And again, I I, I knew I I was looking forward to the scene in particular because again we've seen it in some of the TV commercials, right? The Lando and Han just like shooting while they're circling the Falcon, right? Like it's it's just kind of like an old Western standoff type of a scene. Um, and it also reminded me a yeah. lot of the escape from Echo Base and Empire, right? Like they're scrambling to get out while the stormtroopers are setting up. Um, here we've got Kessel guards. I don't know exactly who they are. But yeah, just like is you know, Lando tosses Han that gun, and it's just it's just badass. Like it's cool. Like it's fun to watch. <laughs> like and also Lando's yes. a badass too. Um, his little power slide to go get to L three. He like he hurdles a guy in a droid and then slides under a falling pillar. Like Lando is in shape. <laughs> you know he's he's got moves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and I love it too. And then you know Beckett's just trying to get Han to to leave. Like basically forget lando like we've got to get out of here and han and there's so many of these little moments in the movie where han makes a decision and it it defines him as a character right and these are little moments that chewy watches and i love it it, right it's chewy's responding to who han is and han decides to run out and rescue lando um and it shows us chewy watching this like and you know without even being said this is a very george lucas thing too right showing without saying um Chewie is watching Han with admiration, and that's when he chooses not to leave with the Wookiees, but stay here with this guy. Um, so I just I love that moment. Um, right. It's probably my favorite moment in the film as of right now. So um, that's, that's a really good moment. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always a sucker for end battles. Uh, so the end battle with uh, with Dryden Voss and everything might be my favorite uh, when their plan goes into action. But the the Kessel sequence, all the whole thing is great. Yeah. Uh, from the moment when L three accidentally starts a revolution, um, <laughs> to the I mean L3. the Kessel run itself. L three, you need anything? Equal rights. <laughs> <laughs> L three is ridiculous. I love L three so much. Um, and 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 now it makes sense why the Falcon has an attitude. Um, yep. <laughs> so, um, which makes the line of three POs and empires that much better. You know, I don't know where your ship to learn to communicate, but it has the most peculiar dialect. Um, L three. Yep. Uh, that's where. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, the whole 
that whole Kessel sequence from the escape from the, the prison against the Pikes to uh, the, the Kessel Run itself. We saw the freaking Kessel Run, Carl. Yeah. Just did the Kessel Run in, uh, you know, 12 parsecs. Chewy roars. Uh, it is if you round down. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, it's That's classic solo, though. That is yeah. classic hot solo. Yeah. Uh, real quick, what did you think of how he got his last name? Um, did it work for you? It works in the movie. I don't love it, to be honest, Jason. Um, okay. I... I it, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. You and I both obviously our show. We always try to stay positive, um, and there's nothing overly negative I would even say about this movie. Though that is, I'm, I'm glad you asked. It's it's not it's not my favorite because again, I just wish he had had the name from the beginning because I feel like George gave him that name with a purpose. However, he he gets that name with the same purpose, right? Like he's just Han. Um, you know, what's your family name? Where do you you know? What's your clan? I'm, you know, I'm alone. No one. And he just gives him the name. So I just, I guess I just don't like it that it's just like a kind of no name, you know, kind of like uh, uh, imperial officer. That's the only thing that I don't really like about it. That he's the one that gives him the name. Um, well, I think it works because you know it's a descriptor. But as soon as Han hears the name, he latches on, right? And he like claims it and likes that likes the sound of it and so he's gonna make it his own so uh, yeah it is kind of weird that it's a you know a faceless imperial officer imperial scum um, <laughs> who's who's given it to him but you know I thought it worked you know it, it, and it I think what made it work is Han's reaction to it I was you know I was like oh that's interesting when I saw it but then he sort of like looked up and was like okay yeah that's who I am. That is who I am. And he, he, he took ownership of it almost immediately. So, yeah, uh, I think that's what yeah. sold me on that sequence. Right. Yeah. And again, like I don't, I don't necessarily love the particularity of it, but you're, I love what you just said, right? It's, it's, he does immediately take ownership of it and almost like he's proud of it. Um, but I think he is proud of it. Right. You know, he is proud that he's making it on his own. Um, so yeah. here's another question for you. What did you think of his relationship with Kira? Does it work for oh, you? Oh man, I I liked I liked it, but I knew he was going to get burned so bad and it was one of those things just like how is it going to go down? I love I love the interaction between the two of them. I thought she was great. Um but I was, you know, especially when they reunite, they're giving all these hints and all these cues that, you know, things are not going to go the way he wants them to. Uh, this is not going to go the way you think, to quote Luke Skywalker. Um, and and I knew I knew it was going to be painful in, at the end of it all for him. Uh, but that being said, I love the way they interacted. He's obviously, you know, in love with her. She really enjoys him um, but this is also why he gets very standoffish you know in the future wow yeah yeah I I think they work well um, and and again if you've read the AC Crispin trilogy 
<laughs> you're going to see a lot of similarities in this movie and that that novel those novels. Um, so like in those novels, Han falls in love with a woman named Bria. I mean, it's a, it's definitely Bria is not literally a carbon copy of Kira, um, but it's it is similar that like Han is often motivated to do good things for someone he's in love with. Um, I really like it. I like you know at the beginning of the film, they're 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 a young couple, right? They're probably in their mid to late teens. It's young love. They're all excited. All they want to do is escape together, you know, live happily ever after, right? They're just dreaming of a fairy tale ending. And then, and this is something I actually appreciate is the beginning of this movie in a similar way to Rogue One begins with, um, you know, this traumatic event. Rogue One, right? It's Jin watching yeah. her mother get gunned down and her father, you know, captured. For Han, the traumatic event is being literally ripped apart from Kira and then making this promise to come back to her. Um, so I really like that yeah. both of these films begin with something like that, some sort of you know tragedy that the characters then have to respond to. Um, and right, so the next three years until he bumps into Kira again is is Han essentially just working to do whatever he can to get back to her to to rescue her and fulfill those dreams that they had together. Um, and then right. obviously when he does get back with her, Kira's a very different person. Um, as Beckett tries to warn him, you know, and and that's very interesting, um, the way it all plays out. And, it, and it's very bittersweet for Han. Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's holding on to something from the past that has changed, you know. Kira, obviously, at the end of the movie, Kira still cares about Han. She still loves him. Um, oh, yeah. But she has bigger goals for herself now besides those dreams of a child, right? Like their, their, their dreams were somewhat childlike, which makes sense. They were young teenagers, but her dreams now are much bigger um, and very ambitious. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes. let's, let's talk about the Sith in the room. <laughs> um, oh. What did you think of that? What did you think? Huge spoiler. Again, if you've not seen it, stop listening. There, you've been warned. What did you think of Darth Maul being in this movie? Oh my gosh. This movie has single-handedly elevated Clone Wars and Rebels to almost uh, need-to-watch basis. Like, almost required watching. Um, having Darth Maul there was actually pretty cool. Of course, it's, it's just Maul now, I guess. But, um, but oh my gosh. He's trying to rebuild a criminal empire after it fell apart on him during the Clone Wars. And obviously, it falls apart on him again by the time we get to Rebels. So that'll be interesting to see if they develop that more. But that was crazy. I... I was sitting in the theater, I looked over at Joey, both he and I are like mouth wide open going, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening. Is that really who I think it is? Yes, it is. Oh my God. Um, that was that was just kind of the reaction. I thought it was great. And of course, then I got my, my, my Force stuff that I was hoping we'd get um, because of that, of him showing up. So what did you think? I did not see it coming, obviously. 
<laughs> um, I didn't see as it coming as, either. So, right, when, because they make hints a few times that Dryden's working for someone. So I just assumed it was Jabba. Yes. Um, so when they start saying <laughs> that, like, I was like, okay, we'll probably get a glimpse of Jabba. And then when she makes that call, and right, and we just see the feet. I, for at first, I just thought, oh, it's just some you know crime boss. Um, but then as soon as I hear his voice, I'm like, that's Sam Witwer. Holy crap, is that that's Darth Maul? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just I did not see it coming, and I mean, I really liked it. I really liked it a lot. Um, I thought Ray Park looked terrible. Like I, I not to be a jerk, I thought it looked awful when they showed his face close up. Like, I don't know. I think it's the makeup. I'm not sure. And I know, like, I know they tried to obviously age him because this is much later. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe just Rebels has spoiled us to, you know, a great, a great um, model of what Maul looks like. And um, if they do something f- more full blown with Ray Park in the future as, you know, a live action Darth Maul, which I hope they do. Hopefully they just get the makeup down a little better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was. Just again, so unexpected, but so cool. Like he's gone back to what he tried to do before, so now he's just trying to make his way as a crime boss. So I really want to know more about that. Um, and the way that movie ends, it's like they set up a, a sequel, if if not a whole trilogy. What do you think? Do oh, you think yeah. we're going to get another Han film? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I I don't know if you saw this, uh, but yesterday the Hollywood Reporter is now apparently saying that the Boba Fett movie is being worked on, like it's a done deal that it's going to happen. So I I don't know if that means it's actually a Boba Fett movie, but it could be a sequel to this. So um, I only know this because Joey told me because we have to talk about it on the panel today. Um, so. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it does feel like there's room for a sequel. There's room for another meeting between Han and Kira. Uh, there's room for more shenanigans to go down with uh, Lando. Um, I, I, I definitely think that this is not the last time we've seen some of this cast of characters. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they... Um, Alden signed a three a three movie deal. Um, I'm pretty sure Amelia Clark did. Um, I don't think Donald Glover did. I think he's the only one one of the main characters who didn't. Um, well, to be fair, everyone else is kind of dead, so it doesn't matter. You know, Beckett's gone, um, and uh, so is the rest of his crew. Which, by the way, that surprised me how quickly Beckett's crew was killed in the movie. Like we're only a half an hour into the movie and they're all dead. Like with with right. Thandy Newton being all over the place media wise. I really expected her to at least be until the end of the movie, so that really surprised me. Yeah, I did. I, I was a little surprised they killed her off. Um, I thought it worked for the movie, but you know, it's it's that's the risk of a, a smuggler's life, and a, you know, so uh, it makes sense. But yeah, it was a little surprising. Yeah. Um, goodness gracious me couple other things i want to talk about before we wrap up um what you think of the humor it's obviously a, a very funny star wars movie yet again i loved it i i loved it i thought it was great um i think humor wise the biggest payoff for me is that that scene where han wins the falcon for real 
against Landau. Um, and he's back there, uh, you know, playing Sabak again for it. And he's got the upper hand on Lando and watching the the subtle interplay that means so much between all the characters as to what's going on and how he's got Lando's uh, cheat card and the the interaction between Han and Chewie as they look at each other's cards and you know Chewie's like oh no oh no you know I thought it was great the payoff for that was just hilarious but I, I thought that there was a lot of good humor in the movie um, it it made me laugh so what about you I really liked it yeah um, I mean it's very clear that. You know, Lord and Miller had originally had their hands in this because it's so funny. Um, yeah, it, I I was honestly a little nervous before seeing it that it was going to be too much comedy. Um, and again, like the kind of comedy that doesn't really age well. Well, and by age well, I mean like right, like a lot of a lot of like pop comedies, like um, you know, like Twenty One Jump Street, which they did, or you know. Um, Austin Powers, just because I love that movie. Um, but like you know, a lot of these comedies, they're, they're really funny when you see them the first time. But right, if you watch them a few times, the humor kind of loses its beat just because you know the humor. Um, so that's kind of what I was nervous that we were going to get that kind of humor here. And there is definitely some of that here, but it wasn't as dominating as I was expecting. So I, I, I liked that it wasn't. Um, I think the funniest... The funniest moments overall are Han and Chewie. I think they're really oh, funny yeah. together. And I think they have that more timeless sense of humor in a way because it's just like it's, – it's, it's just very reminiscent of the way they pick at each other in the original films. Like I feel like that will last really well. I think L3 is really funny, but I think a lot of her humor um, won't be as funny with multiple rewatches. Um, but I do think she's really funny, that being said. Um, and yeah, obviously no. she and Lando together are, are very funny. I think the, <laughs> the best part with L3 um, is, for me, I love when she's like uh, in the control room, right? And she's trying to get that droid's attention. Hey, hey. So she takes the restraining bolt off and she's like, all right, yes, you're liberated. Now scoot. <laughs> I, just, I, love, I, I laugh so hard. Oh, man. I, I think one of my favorite L3 moments is when she's sitting in the cockpit with Kira Yes. She's talking about yes. uh, how how it couldn't work between her and Lando. Um, how, I was like, what, what is this? Yes. It, it cracked me up so much. It's oh my so, gosh, it's I, so funny. She's got she's got more attitude than Lando does, which is uh, you know a feat in and of itself. But yeah, no, it was so good. Yeah, how exactly would that work? Oh, trust me, it works. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I have really bad British accents, but um, yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, and there, you know, the the uh, well, I don't want I don't want to jump into specific things too much yet because we've we've got next next week to do that with. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe just say let's say a little bit more about Han and Chewie. I think, oh and I, I was saying this to my friends last night after we saw it, I feel like this is the best Chewie performance we've ever had in a Star Wars movie. Um, and that's not to knock Peter Mayhew in the originals. I just think, I don't know, and it makes sense well, that this is Chewie at his best because yeah, know, he's being he introduced, so much right? More to do. Exactly. That's, so yeah, so it's not a knock on what's before. It's just more of an observation of what they're obviously doing with his character now, which is different. 
Um, the originals, right, they always focus on Han, Luke, and Leia. And Chewie's a very much beloved side character. And while right. in a way he's still somewhat a side character, this is about him forming that relationship with Han. So like you said, he's got a lot more to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, w- w- let me ask you this, because I-, I feel like this could pretend- obviously, <laughs> sadly to say that lots of things will probably become points of contention for Star Wars fans in this movie. But um, the way Han and Chewie meet, what did you think about that? And then- I, I was like, you know, they toss him down in this pit, and they're like, let's feed him to the beast. He hasn't eaten in three days. This ought to be fun. And like, okay, what kind of monster are they going to unveil on us now? And then it turns out to be Chewy. I was like, oh, oh, that's cool. I thought it was great, because, you know, he's, he's a slave. He's chained up by the Imperials. He's being used as entertainment. Um, and then Han is the only one who can get through to him because he speaks just a little bit of Wookiee, a little bit of Shrewook, um, you know, which shocks Chewie out of his, like, I'm just getting pissed off and going to, you know, tear everybody apart rage uh, that he's got going on. So um, I thought it was good. I I enjoyed that being read. Uh, a lot of the, the history of how they met, you know, the other expanded universe materials and things like that. So I'm not overly attached to any of that. So um, that may have some bearing on why I, I accepted this uh, so quickly. But I thought it was a good a good way to introduce them um, and a good way to, to throw them in together um, in a way that they automatically have to work together because, well, they're, they're chained together now, so... <laughs> yeah I like it I like it too yeah it's it's definitely different from the Legends canon where in a way right like it, it, the Legends canon is very much like Han rescues Chewie from slavery and then Chewie immediately you know swears a life debt to him um, we do not get any life debt in this movie by the way um, and no. it, it could come in the sequel because I'm pretty sure we're going to get one um, I don't know and, and, and but I don't care about the the whole not having a sworn life debt. The thing I really like about the scene, like you were saying, like I do like the comedy of it, right? The fact that Han is able to use some Shrewook, which is great. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. And, right, and Alden had talked about that on interviews that he had learned, you know, he had to, he had to learn a little bit of like the Wookiee language, um, which was impressive. And uh, the thing yeah. I like though, is that Chewie is also, an agent of his own freedom, right? The old legends canon, it was always like Han had to rescue Chewie. Chewie's not capable of doing it on his own. So I like that they both do this together, right? So right from the beginning, their their yeah. bond is formed by working together. Um, so I really like that. Like, yes, Han yeah. certainly helps. Like Han's the one with the plan and, you know, kind of talks Chewie through it. But Chewie's the one who like actively makes it possible. So I really like it. I like that they, by working together, right. they're able to free each other. So, um, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I do want to just say that uh, Yuna Sotomo is, is the uh, heir apparent for Chewbacca. He has completely 100% devoted himself, not only to the character, but devoted himself to the fans in a way that Peter Mayhew did. Uh, he is he's embodied not only Chewbacca 
for the screen, but he's embodied the the work and the attention to the uh, the fan community that Peter has done off screen. So I, I want to say I think he has done a fantastic job as Chewbacca, not only in you know seven and eight, but all, but most definitely here in Solo. Yep, agreed. Um, yeah, the the at the end of the movie when Kira you know flies off and leaves Han, and she looks at him right, and she she's clearly like it certainly hurts her to do this. But again, she's not right. the same person. Like Beckett was saying all along, she's not the same person. I think in Beckett's eyes, he sees her as like pure evil in a way, and Han, <laughs> Han certainly doesn't. But she has changed. Um, and as she leaves, yeah. you know, you feel Han solo, like you feel him in that loneliness. And it's a great shot. It's just Han's face looking, you know, very lost. And then in comes this big Wookiee paw on his shoulder. And I love yeah. it. It's so beautiful because Chewie will not leave this man. And I love it. Like it's I think it's the best to me right now. It's my favorite shot in the movie. <laughs> um because it's just very powerful um, and very, very beautiful to see their friendship forming in this way. Um, but, you know, just again, for the sake of the fact that you're on the road and we don't have a ton of time right now, um, any final thoughts you want to get out there right now? And, and like I said, obviously next week we're going to do a full-blown episode on Tuesday and and really dive into this more. But just any any more initial thoughts you really want to get out there? Um, not particularly, other than just, it was a lot of fun, and I really, really can't wait to see it again. Um, I'm going to talk about it here today at the panel. Um, I'll probably be seeing it again tomorrow night with Joey and Kyle Baca and them, so uh, that's that's in the works. So I, I had a blast with it. It's a lot of fun. People, if, you, if you're on the fence about this movie... Give it a shot. It is a lot of fun. You'll enjoy yourself. And there's some really great stuff hidden in it. Not only that, I, I, I do have one last thing to say. I, I remember mm. something. There is a lot. This movie is a minefield of goodies for people who know the expanded universe, know the video games, and know other aspects of Star Wars. There's a bunch of stuff hidden in this movie, a bunch of stuff referenced. Uh, including one of the worst video games ever, The Masters of Terrace Kasi. What? Uh, Shut your mouth. That's one of the yeah. best video games ever. Uh, there's a, well, that's a, that's debatable. Oh, um, my God. I love, <laughs> I, I literally, when we saw that at the premiere, and she says, oh, it, it was Terrace Kasi, I, like, slapped Greg. I'm like, I love that game. I got so excited. <laughs> <laughs> It's been in the Agreed novels, too. I have too. not played it, so I've just seen clips. But I mean, it's just Mortal Kombat maybe, maybe in Star Wars. It, so. For Star Wars, yeah. yeah. No, it's... <laughs> but, yeah, no. So there's, there's some great stuff. If you're a fan of Legends, if you're a fan of any of the expanded stuff, whether it's video games, books, comics, whatever, uh, there is a lot of stuff packed into this movie for you. Um, so give it a shot check it out it, it there's a uh, there's some good gems in this movie yeah there really are and and that's so funny that you that you shout out Terrace Kasi. that was the one thing i was going to shout out but we have very different responses to Terrace um <laughs> I, I i poke fun at Terrace Kasi. i've never played it i i have 
people, I, I know people who have. Yeah. Say, well, uh, you're probably the first one I've heard say that, that it was great, that you love play. I just poke fun at it. I, I don't have feelings about it one way or the other. I just poke fun. No, that's that's <laughs> totally fair. I mean, um, it's funny, though, because when we started this podcast, Jason, that was the video game that inspired my idea of doing matchups. Um, that's why I love video games because you got to be like Han Solo versus Darth Vader, or you know Luke Skywalker versus the Emperor. Right? Well, just like random characters. So I was like, and that's what I. That's where I had the idea to do matchups for the for the show itself. So that's so funny. Um, but yeah, you know, in, <laughs> that's hilarious. In closing, you know, just um, you know, like you said, if you're on the fence, although if you are on the fence and you've now heard all the big spoilers, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, uh, Right. Yeah, I, it's fun, and like you said, I mean, it is a minefield of Easter eggs, and I'm sure there's a ton I missed. You know, I I think I got all the ones that were explicit, but I I feel like there's even more hidden behind the scenes in a way um, that I know multiple viewings will help discover. Um, but yeah, I just I really liked it. It does a great job of um, just explaining where Han comes from. And I think that was its only intentionality is just showing us who who's Han Solo, who was Han Solo before we met Han Solo. And, you know, the 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 popular complaint is this is the Star Wars movie no one asked for. I mean, at the end of the day, no one ever really specifically asks for movies like that's a stupid argument. Um, But nobody uh, asked for Star Wars to be in the first place. You know, let's be honest. (laughs) Right. I mean, to be fair, when they first announced Han Solo, I was like, this is stupid. I don't need this movie. So, I I mean, I can call myself on that. But that being said, you know, even if you don't like the movie, it's it's fine. Like, it's it's a lot of fun at the end of the day. And I don't think you can contest that. Um, And the reason I liked it so much is because it just does a great job of further fleshing out my favorite Star Wars character. Um and you know we get we get that great clip from the first teaser trailer you know you know i might be the only person who knows who you, what you actually are what's that well now we know the answer the good guy yes i love the that the good guy the good guy i i love that scene when she calls him the good guy he's like no i'm i'm not i'm not a good guy i'm, I'm, I'm a, bad or whatever i'm a, the heck I'm a he terrible says. person i'm a terrible person uh, I, I was like that is Han in a nutshell right there He's trying to avoid being the good guy, but his he always ends up uh, being the good guy at the end. I loved that scene. Yeah, it's really good. So anyway, I think we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap up for now. Um, <laughs> again, because there's so much to say, there's so much to still process. I'm going one more time tonight. I I, I don't I know I won't see it again over the weekend. Um, cause I'll be out of town and I know you're going to try and go again this weekend with some of the folks yes. in Phoenix. Um, so we will be back on Tuesday to record a full blown episode where we really dive into this some more. So certainly be looking forward to that next week. Again, if you are a new listener, um, and you were able to make it through the, the, the audio quality. And again, that's only cause Jason's in a car. Thank you for joining yes. us. And hopefully you'll be back next week to hear, uh, our bigger analysis of, of the film at large. Um, and uh yeah i mean this was a lot of fun and 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 i can't wait to talk about it some more yeah no i i'm excited to talk about this movie i'm excited to see it again and uh thanks for bearing with me while i i talk on my little ear phone microphone here uh in the car you know through 
weird Wi-Fi signal areas. So I apologize <laughs> for the quality, um, but we had to talk about this. So yes. there's no way around it. Yes, we did. And, you know, as always, you can you can find us um, through our social media um, on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash podcast. Certainly follow us on Twitter at Wampuslayer. You can email us at wampuslayerpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash wampuslayerpodcast. Um, and like I said, we will be back next week with a with a full-blown episode of The Wampuslayer where we dive in more extensively into Solo, a Star Wars story. So, again, on, in be- on behalf of Jason, uh, I am Carl, and we will see you next time here in The Wampuslayer. Lair.